Okay, let's move on. And Dr. Cole, uh, one of the hot topics out there right now, college football. Uh, some schools are uh, already uh, playing. We've seen that. Heck of a uh, Saturday yesterday. And um, how is it uh, in your practice? Have you seen any college athletes? Yeah, it's very clear. It's funny, Steve. I can actually tell you when sports start because my whole office dynamic changes. So I can tell you last week football must have started in some places in terms of practice because uh, I had a number of young people come in with some orthopedic injuries. And it was some interesting conversation because, as you probably know, there are some sports back at various schools, but at the same time, they're not in class. They're doing remote learning, but there's kids are still going back to campus. And um, the, it's a challenge. The college kids have the biggest challenge right now. Not only are they coming back, maybe didn't have the same preseason uh, strength and conditioning that they're used to because of COVID, uh, but now they're being tested randomly, and the test results, the number of people who are testing positive is enormous. But I, I will tell you that it seems just to my sort of, this is a brief survey of talking to my patients who are coming from various schools. It seems like the college football uh, kids are, are doing a good job uh, in many places and sort of observing the rules because they have a lot at stake. These kids want to play and they don't want to mess it up. Uh, so the positivity rate in the, in the couple of kids I talked to from various schools uh, was actually very, very low. So that was nice to hear. Hopefully that stays. We've got a great guest on the line to talk further about this, about uh, COVID and college football recruits. Tom Lemming is with us. Boy, I've known Tom a long time, recruiting analyst with CBS Sports Network. He hosts a show called The Lemming Report, TomLemmingPrepFootball.com. Tom, how are you on this Sunday morning? I'm doing great, Steve. Great. Well, hey, want to hear from you because you – obviously um, are big in this college football recruiting. How has COVID affected college recruiting? Uh, greatly. I, I, I've been on the road. Uh, I was up in Indiana and Michigan interviewing the top prospects in those states. A complete uh, difference. Indiana had been playing high school football now for uh, three weeks. They started in August, and, uh, and so far so good. Everything's going great. When I was up in Michigan a couple of weeks ago, the high school coaches were up in arms because they weren't playing, and the governor said they're not going to play until the winter. Then they reversed themselves, and this past week, Michigan started playing also. So I would say the majority of the states, uh, Illinois excluded, are playing uh, high school football this year. So in the South, it's like nothing really happened. But, and those say they're, they're playing, and you haven't heard too many incidents yet of anybody getting real sick. Uh, so far, so good. However, it has affected it recruiting-wise because there are states like California and Illinois and Maryland and the D.C. area that are not playing Massachusetts. And uh, talk, I'm going to be up in Massachusetts and Maryland next week, and they're up in arms because the ball players, the majority of them, are the ones that normally borderline Division One players that are looking for the scholarships. And right now, they're worried that they're not going to be able to show their wares and uh, let the colleges. Uh, know about their ability and most schools have got the majority of their 2021 class done but they all have five to ten scholarships still left and those normally go to the ball players that are proving themselves as seniors the majority of the other ones uh, as juniors and so the ones that wanted that worked really hard this winter and in the uh, spring and the summer to get themselves in shape now are scared to death that they're not going to have the chance to uh, show what they can do and get college scholarships and that's why um, I talked to a couple of the representatives of the NCAA, and there is some talk that perhaps they'll move that second signing period from the first Wednesday in February down a month or two to help these kids out. Because I know Illinois is going to start practicing in January and start their season in February. So uh, I tell the ball player, just have patience, and I, I think things will work themselves out. Tom, Tom, one of the things I've noticed with my high school kids 
who are playing football who are seniors, well, yeah, junior, senior transition, are, you know, they were dependent upon, they're either going to rely on film uh, from the previous year, or they told me, I guess, Illinois, you'll know as well as anyone, that I think they're allowing them to practice or play, practice, I think, for like 20 days. Like, they're allowing them to come in, practice 20 days, but then they're deferring the season to the spring. Um, that's my take on, I think, what's happening largely in Illinois, and I've heard that program elsewhere. If that's correct, are they going to have enough, like, can a college get enough from something like that? Are they planning to come out for these kids who are just going to get 20 days of exposure, or are they going to routinely rely on film from last year to give these kids opportunities for scholarship? Uh, well, Doc, it's uh, no. Um, the colleges are not allowed to come out. They're not. They're not allowed to go look at ball players, and the ball players are not allowed to visit campuses. Now, it's uh, it's set to the end of September, but the talk is it's going to be continued by the NCAA, and it's a, it's across the board rule, not just conference rules. So I think uh, that's going to hurt a lot. So after practicing now, um, you know the colleges are getting film. They don't like to offer scholarship space completely on film. They like to see the ball play up close, see if he fits his size, fits that position, and they like to talk to him to see if he fits uh, into their university. There's a lot of things that go with these in, in-person interviews, and right now they're doing everything virtually. And it works so, uh, to some extent, but not to the extent where colleges are real comfortable in offering scholarships unless they're completely sure. And I think that's the problem right now, and I think hopefully uh, – the rules will change a little bit after this month and ball players will be allowed to visit campus and the colleges will be allowed to go to the high schools that are playing and watch their games on Friday night. Yeah, we're visiting with Tom Lemming, recruiting analyst with CBS Sports Network. He hosts the Lemming Report, TomLemmingPrepFootball.com. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Coe. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Sunday morning. Our website is SportsMedicineWeekly.com. So, Tom, on the, on the health end with these college football recruits, um, how is the coronavirus affecting these kids? And, and are the coaches, you know, how influential is that in some of their decisions about uh, recruiting these kids? What I've seen so far, it's not really affecting the, the high school ball players that much. The ones that get it, I was talking to a coach uh, in uh, Noblesville, Indiana. I was down there a couple of weeks ago. They had already been playing football. So three ball players were exposed someone that had COVID, so they weren't allowed to play that week. And then they go on and they play the next week. But so far, so good in all the states that are playing. Uh, you don't hear too many uh, ball players getting sick. Even if they get COVID, they're not really uh, uh, having any problems with it as of yet. Because if they did, you would hear it. It'd be in the newspapers and all over. So, so far, so good. But you're keeping your fingers crossed that just like in baseball and everywhere else, you know, one little incident could really uh, harm the rest of the year. So they're all keeping up because the ballplayers all want to play everywhere I go. Um, I, I'm doing a uh, cover picture next week at uh, the Martin Luther King Memorial in D.C. And we got every top underclassman from the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia coming, and they're not playing. So they're exceptionally upset. Those The, the coaches are really, just like the Michigan coaches were, and trying to get uh, their governor, whoever is responsible for keeping them from not playing, and they're trying to change things. Once they saw what happened at Michigan last week where they reversed themselves, they're all trying to do the same thing. So it's uh, uh, a strange situation. Something I've been doing this 42 years. I've never seen anything uh, remotely like this And when it comes to uh, ball players and how scared they are of not getting scholarship offers. I think that's the big thing for the uh, 17-, 18-year-olds right now. 
Hey, Tom, do you work with kids and their families uh, during the recruiting process? Forgive me for not knowing all of your responsibilities. I know you had the Lemming Report. Um, well, I publish your... a magazine, uh, and so I do um, – I, I go – I drive the entire country, so I'll go visit the top 2,000 players in person in a five-month period just driving around uh, the nation. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for 42 years, so I do talk to them, and I don't charge anybody any money. If they call me, I'll try to help them. And I've tried to do it for years, you know, from Chris Storage from Chicago all the way up to Michael Orr for the blind side. I just try to, if they call me and they ask me to help, I'll, I'll try to help them uh, at least get schools that would be interested in them. And I try to be realistic, too. If you get a guy that's a 5'9 nose guard and he wants to play at Michigan, he's not going to play at Michigan. So you got to try to set them up with the right division, Division One, Division Two, Division and Division Two, Three. They get financial aid depending on the situation. So there's always ways to, uh, to help people and try to get them involved with football. And I, I try to be uh, a calming influence at this stage because the ballplayers are really upset, and they're especially the Illinois kids. A couple of them have left to go play in Florida, uh, but the rest of them are just keeping their fingers crossed that the offers will come in. I was talking with. Um, Eddie Verdoliak, who's an assistant coach at St. Rita, about a couple of the players there. And the coach there does a great job of getting his players out there. But a couple of them are settled on schools that may not be their level. They, they should be playing higher. But because they're not playing this year, the Big Ten, Notre Dame schools like that aren't really ready to offer until they actually see them play. And that's the dilemma that a good number of the ballplayers have in the states that aren't playing football. Great stuff. Tom Lemming, he, you can follow him on Twitter, at Lemming Report, L-E-M-M-I-N-G. Also, TomLemmingPrepFootball.com. And, of course, there's the Lemming Report on the CBS Sports Network. Tom, you stay healthy. Continued success. I love your stuff. You're doing it a long time, and uh, no one's better at it. So thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Well, thank you, too, uh, Steve and Brian. Take care. All righty. Tom Lemming. We're going to take a break right now, folks. When we come back, it's our... Staple the show, our Ask the Doctor segment. Got a couple of great questions. One that takes us back in time for someone who suffered an injury back in the 70s. So that's coming up on the other side of this timeout. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score. 